Welcome back to Hearthfire Tales. It's episode two of this new arc. Don't steal things from me already. I'm it, going to. Wait till we at least get into it a little bit. Could have at least. Ignore the fact that this is episode, what, 31, 30? Let's roll for recap. <laughs> You're just stealing all my lines, dude. All right. So, Bren and Kaladin, you have just left town Kaladin. to go. Kaladin. Yeah. Like the main dude from the Stormlight Archives? No, his character from... Uh, Caladorn. Caladorn. Legally distinct. <laughs> right? You okay. know, I never put one and two together, but I landed yeah. on tree just now. Yeah. I also think I may have created Caladorn before I read... Before Stormlight I mean, it's was a, a very fantasy you, name. You, Cal- had, you had made the joke at the time that it was... Odd, I. No, was it not just like that? It was like very similar to a paladin. Keep wiggling, Dylan. <laughs> Brandon nah. Sanderson's estate hovering. Yeah, whatever. I don't want this to be in the podcast. <laughs> okay, welcome back to Hearthfire Tales. Yes, and well, I do my M. I've forgotten how we do our podcast. <laughs> do I do the M at the start? Because welcome the la- to One, a world of might, magic, and missing sheep. Missing sheep. All there right. we go. Okay, we're in it. Okay, great. Let's do a roll for recap. Is that, <laughs> is that our real intro? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We got there in the end. I got a two, but I don't want to do it. I got a seven. Oh, I thought that was I got a, a one. 15. So I, I don't like... know my new dice yet. <laughs> I got nice kind of reddish orange fire dice now. New arc. Sid's not doing them now. No. That's sad. He That's will sad. again. Calm down, everybody at home. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. Think of two fucking big headed of yourself there, right? <laughs> Let's not let him do them again now. <laughs> no, we had one person say that they love Sid's recaps. So. Yeah. That's enough to send Ryan into a dizzy. <laughs> yeah. They love me. They love me. Um, speaking about people loving people, uh, I guess everyone loves Bren. That's the recap. <laughs> everyone loves Bren. I like Ike a Bren. <laughs> it has been six months since anything of note has happened that we've really been talking uh, about. No, on the studying has really been exciting. Yeah, and everyone's really loved that and would love to hear his really long, detailed version of that, I'm sure. Yeah, Bren gave it to Pietro in that way. <laughs> yeah, Sid can see you in the dream world, so I'm just going to be responding as you sure, give this fine. recap. Um, so yeah, we opened back our story in town, and it was Sid's birthday. It was. It was my birthday. I turned 18. I could drink, finally. And you can Sid, kind of drink. Sid, yeah, drink. Sid tried to drink, um, got way too drunk too quickly, and became best friends with a new member of the band, a self-imposed member of the band, somewhat. Self-imposed best friend. Yeah. (laughs) I think we are going to be very good friends. Contractually obliged bandmate, but firm actual best friend. Yes. Also contractually obliged friend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We kind of just, you know, we try to look past that element of It's good to have it in writing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose main defining feature is that he's a liar. I prefer <laughs> liar. <laughs> yes, so Bren had originally introduced himself as, well, still as Bren, but as a kind of courtier type, someone highfalutin and well-dressed and all fancy-like with bright golden hair, swaggering into tavern to, you know, basically join a band, however... Sid's mom, Ashling, a dreamer, a dreamer of some renown in town, uh, was able to see through this subterfuge oh, and deception. Immediately. Immediately. And it was revealed that Bren is actually a tiefling, something that is incredibly rare in that one. 
because of course tieflings and other extra humanoids planar. extra planar um, beings such as this are hunted and killed by the Hoots Force and this kind of hatred of the Hoots Force seems to be the beginning of a budding and beautiful friendship between Sid and Bren as Melody is trying their best to try and you know enlarge the circle of trust to include everyone at the table friendship based on trauma <laughs> i always found the strongest bonds are those forged together by a hatred of a third party yeah, emphasis on forged in friend's case yes mm. yes absolutely good uh, forgery me so it is a couple of days before sid's uh, thesis presentation defense defense presentation thesis yeah, before said, let's go talk to elders about you what said, he's learned. It's you said two days ago, one day ago, so now it must be one day. Yeah, it's tomorrow. We'll say it's tomorrow. Ah! Okay. But before you can go and present your thesis, before you can, before you can, before you can, <laughs> Herman the Hermit has asked you to go and help find the missing sheep, Deirdre. Sure, we can. <laughs> As Boggy Bill has lost his sheep and needs a hand. And as you've been hunting him with your little sheep radar, perhaps an extension of Sid's new psionic abilities. Dream, or dream abilities. Dream abilities. Yeah, as an extension maybe of Sid's dream abilities, you have successfully pinged the sheep and have now come face to face with the monster that has taken it for its little nighttime snack. <laughs> In front of you rears up this large, blue-skinned and scaled serpent with many legs, lightning crackling in its mouth, and we all need to roll initiative. Now I've got a question for you. Yeah. Is this a naturally occurring monster? No. So this would look like an aberration type, this similar to Finky. This would be more of a monstrosity. You see that this has typical elements from what you've been studying of normal beasts that have evolved beyond that and have maybe been influenced by extra planar activity in this case maybe from the plane of air or something like that and that's why it's got these kind of like lightning we know elements we know his mama yes possibly the wind lightning mama yes i don't yeah you don't i'm just i'm just a dude i'm just i'm just a caravan man (laughs) Okay, um, so we're going to roll initiative. So you're going to roll initiative. I got a 7. Natural 20 for me and a 19 for Fink. So it's full. I was going to say can I use a luck point, but there are far better things to use a luck point. I look happy. <laughs> I just want to use them for everything. That's a nat 20. I'm going to roll a luck point. <laughs> <laughs> Triple nat 20 somehow. Okay, so at the top of the initiative then we have Sid. Go, go get him, bud. Oh, I'm pretty slow going. Is uh, Fink and I are gonna ready our actions? To okay. What is your action and what like, is the trigger? I'm, I'm not sure what to do here, so we're gonna. Can you show me how you would uh, work your way through this, Bren? And uh, the trigger is the end of the round. <laughs> okay. So you're basically just gonna drop down to act out. Okay. Yeah. That's for fine. this round. Um, it is whoever this monstrosity's turn next. Cool. It was Fink before. No, it. we have rolled in that twenty on its initiative. You see that it rearing up, lightning crackling its mouth. It bursts out this lightning bolt in a straight line um, shooting towards you. So right now I'm going to ask you guys to say, what way are you standing? Are you all kind of clumped together or what is the 
I think I'm in a tree. <laughs> so it saw us right away, even though we were in stealth. We all rolled real good. Yeah, uh, Melody didn't fit. Uh, Melody felt their stealth. Yeah, but remember, we can all travel stealthily. Oh. You had said. Hmm. My natural explorer. Okay. Hmm. That's a fair point. Okay. I will say then that it has still come out. It has maybe come out to like hunt or something. And you guys have, you know, taken it somewhat unawares. So I'll say you have, you'll be in a strategically advantageous position to you. And we'll say that that, say that resolves. So none of you are clumped up together. Okay. Okay. That good? Nice. Everyone roll a d20 for me then to see who gets targeted with this lightning breath. What did I get, Ryan? I can't see it from my viewpoint. You got a 15. Nice. What did Sid and Fink get? I got an 8. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fink got a nat 1. Oof. Uh, then Fink needs to... I, I think this is fitting because this monster probably sees Fink as, like, food. Food. Um, Fink needs to make a DC 16 dexterity saving throw. Okay. Good. Gravy. And what's Fink's max HP? 72. Okay. I rolled a 16, so that's a 22. Okay. Lucky then. He takes 33 points of lightning damage then Woo! instead. Oh, that, uh, that as, worm just zapped your rat, my friend. As you see this, like, just, again, lightning streaks out, kind of leaving the singed um, mark on the ground, similar to what you had seen at the end of the last episode when you were hunting for Deirdre. But that is all it can do as it starts, like, rearing out, now kind of sees that it's, like, you know, somewhat surrounded. You see it trying to, like, bring this lightning back into its into its mouth again but it kind of like rears up it's like it's front two legs and claws ready to uh slash and to bite as well but then we have Fink Fink is gonna be readied as well oh sorry yes perfect then it's Bren Sid uh I think I've deduced what happened to the sheep (laughs) (laughs) what are you thinking I think the worm ate it Sid no I think it just hoarded it here okay well now I'm uh hoarded in its face uh, I'm, I'm, I'm attack the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm up in this tree. I'm going to do uh, like one of these fucking anime ass, like jump backwards, lache swing from the branch to get into it. Um, I mean, do you want to give me an acrobatics check? If you want me to. I thought you'd be nice on account of um, it being my first day, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, because this could set the tone. Well, that's a seven plus nine. Ha! I mean, yeah, okay, it's fair. <laughs> I'll let you away with that. <laughs> so it coming when I rolled my stats. Um, yeah, okay, I land down in front of the thing. Um, I am going to, first off, like, punch it to see how how tough it is. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, 23. 23 hits. Perfect. Uh, that is four. Oh, it's plus one, plus one weapon. Five points of damage. Yep. 1d6 plus three plus one. Plus one. Uh, I'm going to, this time, realize that, oh, this worm is a little tougher than normal worms. So I'm going to jump in the air and try and hit it sidekick. 12 plus 7, 19 to hit. Hits. Same damage again. Uh, <laughs> right. And then I am going to flurry O'Blows. Nice. And strike it twice more. So that is a 7, I'm assuming doesn't hit. And a 20 to hit. Uh, 20 hits. 20 hits for the same amount of damage again. Okay. And then I'm going to action surge and hit it <laughs> oh, one more time. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's a 20, 24. 24, thank you. Oh, okay, nicer damage this time. That is seven points of damage. So you punch a lot. I punch and sometimes kick, yes. <laughs> you see, mostly ineffective. Bren very dramatically and over the top swings from this tree and then kind of just like punches like the belly of this beast uh, a lot. Um, It's kind of pissed off, but doesn't really seem like it got that hurt. 
Um, it's it's Melody's turn. They kind of run up beside you and they're like, um, Brent, I, I, I kind of thought you were maybe a little, little bit more effective than this. Well, uh, it's big. Yeah, so I mean, just punch it harder. Okay, right, will do. Uh, and they are going to use a new ability for Melody. Ooh. They're going to use a precision strike. Oh. And they take out their rapier and kind of like in the same way that, um, in the same area that uh, Brent has been kind of like punching and then maybe like dodged away and then kind of like then like darts in um, from behind you and like stabs into the beast. Hey, well, that's hardly fair. You've got a blade. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm fighting to win here. Um, and they do a little bit of damage. Uh, yeah, see, not so fucking easy, is it? The thing is like... Well, I mean, it's big. It's big as a house. Sid, we could probably use a bit of bit of help here if, if you if you don't mind in case you haven't noticed it's big <laughs> yeah it it is um it gets much you, bigger as you get closer you see. yeah i i thought it was just like yo it's not one of those small far away things it's just it's big it's just big it's just big yeah. <laughs> um anyway sid you, you can do it you got this um and you feel the the familiar warmth of inspiration that comes through the air from melody's words to you nice um yeah with my with my bonus action, I'm going to turn to Fink and go, Things are getting a bit rocky, aren't they? Uh. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> and uh, Fink's going to take on his uh, rock form. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then with my action, I'm going to go, Oh, you want to play too, buddy? Come on. And uh, pull out his um, dream form of his land form. Drink, as it were. Dream oh, you're casting Fink. Summon Beast? Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, describe it for what, what Bren sees. So what Bren sees is, uh, as he turns and looks at Fink, it's like this ethereal version of Fink kind of starts, like, thrashing his head out of it and almost like a snake, like, shedding its skin. Ew. He sees this, uh, this ethereal one, like, kind of, like, step out of the now evolving into a rocky form Fink. It's That's... like the, the Fink he saw before steps away and uh, what's left is like this rocky shell like oh, harsh that's, that's even scarier than the big worm <laughs> rock fink is going to attack this thing rock fink Ooh, luckily he gets advantage yep um, so that's going to hit that's a uh, 25 to hit uh, hits yep nice g6 you got there Mm. actually has more than a one on it. <laughs> so that's seven points of damage, and mm-hmm. um, then I need him to make a strength saving throw. Uh, nice. Well, at least I'm stronger than the rat. <laughs> was that, sorry, was that Dream Fink? No, that's the Rock Fink. Oh, Rock Fink. I'm going to refer to you as Rink. <laughs> What's the DC? It's a 13 for Rock Fink. It's, I rolled a five on the die, so I fail. Nice. So the dragon is pinned. Yeah, you pin this uh, weird dragon thing. At which point, um, uh, the other Fink is going to attack now that the other thing is pinned. Yep, nice. But you already got some advantage anyway. Yeah. That is a 22 to hit. Uh, 22 hits. This is the Dream Fink. This is Dream Fink. I'm going to refer to you as Drink. <laughs> um, that's four points of damage. Oh, actually, I'll roll this again just in case I get a nat 20. I mean, yeah. Don't. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, some a bit of damage coming out of the, the two Finks there. Um, it is the end of the turn, which means at the top of the round again, which means it's Sid. It is Sid's turn. Yeah. Yeah. Would you not get to go twice in a row now because you held your action? Yeah. Yeah. That's his his action was to, catch, was to cast. Oh, of course. Sorry, I keep forgetting that takes your full action. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. So, yeah, now Sid's going to pull the old bow out. 
Go for it. Um, and take an old uh, shot at this guy. Yeah, sharpshooter or no, just regular. You know, I thought he used a sword. Was I wrong in that or? Oh, um, no, I, like um, he he uses a bow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the, the the sword's a whole uh, oh. it's a whole other whole story. Other thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, watch out! You're about to get sliped. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's a twenty to hit. Uh, twenty hits. Uh, that's fifteen points of damage. Ooh, okay. Finally doing some. When he does that, then Fink, uh, Rock Fink gets to attack again. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a nat 20. <laughs> yeah, Rock Fink starts just like proper tackling it into this. Um... It's also pinned, right? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so he would get the advantage anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like <laughs> just jumping up on top of one. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, in Crash Bandicoot, when you beat the boss and they let you jump on it. Yeah. Like... <laughs> um, and that's another seven points of damage. Nice. Um, okay, so, yeah, you've kind of, like, said you kind of step and, back. Okay, just more. Yeah, um, and then I will use my uh, bonus action to hide. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, because, of course, you're a rogue tree now. now. You, you have cunning yeah. action, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, give me a cell check. Yep. Uh, 18. 18. Um, if that fails, then I will add more onto it. If that fails. Then I will add a decent mm-hmm. to it. 21. 21 passes just that's on the on his perception roll. Okay. Brian, you see like an arrow pierce into kind of like, you know, you guys are like basically like working on this like weak spot on this beast mm. um, on this monstrosity, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> oh, does all my damage. <laughs> um, you see this arrow flies through, pierces in. You see this like, you know, now there's suddenly two giant rats. One of them is like in like rocky scaly armor almost like jump, jumps up, grabs it by the neck. Pulls it down and starts like just Mario jumping on its head, um, while the other <laughs> the other thing is just like tearing into it. Um, Melody, you didn't tell me we were weird, strong. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever works, you know. And then Edgy said, "Just disappears." <laughs> yeah, and then Edgy said, "Just disappears." Um, you see that it's on the ground and kind of just about managed to uh, to stand back up again, and its long tail whips around and goes for you, friend. Ah, okay. Um, I'm going to do the thing, the um, patient defense. I think uh, that is patient defense is on your turn. It does a reaction. You can spend one key point to take the dodge. Actually, oh yeah, no, you're right. Okay, yeah. never mind. Bonus action on your turn. Well, that's dumb. Okay, yeah, I'm going to take this in the face. Uh, that is a 26 to hit. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> you take 17 points of bludgeoning damage. 17. Very good. Very good. Plus another 17 slashing damage. Very good. Thank you for that. And, and you are grappled. Nice grappled. Yeah. Cool. And cool, it will cool, take cool. its second attack and try to bite you. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Let me play the new character. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's a 24 to hit unless you got any random bullshit. Um, yeah, not until my turn. <laughs> uh, no, let me just don't, let me look through this again. I don't think I have any. Oh, well, you know, when the first time it hits me, I'm going to hellish rebuke it. Yeah. Nice. When it grapples me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do I need to do for that? Um, I think it's... What a cool tiefling thing. Yeah, yeah. it is a cool tiefling. Give me a second to tell. Except I want to hear how you hellish rebuke. Uh, okay, so I need to make a deck saving throw. Deck saving throw, yeah. That's a fail. Nice. nice. How many do you get to roll? Three. Oh. Uh, tiefling's get the seven le- second level spell, which is cool. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, 19 points of damage. So this thing wraps around him. And he's like, oh, no, oh, the worm is wrapped around me. Hold on. And then he gives double finger guns and goes, 
<laughs> and then like just fire like wraps up around him and nice. uh, burns the baby. You burn it, but it's still kind of like holding on, like trying to like boa constrict you. Mm. And you see that a big, its mouth just goes and tries to eat you. Oh, it's trying to eat me. Um, you take no- another 19 points of piercing damage as you are bitten. And if you don't break out, you will be swallowed on the next turn. Well, now I'm in his weak point, haven't I? <laughs> and it is Fink's turn. <laughs> okay, uh, Rock Fink is going to go first no, again. Riddle me this. Yeah. Did it make them a disadvantage against me because it was pinned? It stood it up stood on, up on it. its own. Oh, okay. It yeah, used, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Because it's actually not pinned. It's not prone. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. I thought it was a... No, yeah. It's we not, always it's kind of flavor it that way, pinned. but it's, yeah, like, no, that's yeah, right. it's that's not right. actually a grapple. No, I get it. It's okay. <laughs> does a 14 hit? Uh, a 14 does not hit. Okay. So uh, Rock Fink is going to miss, um, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is that with advantage? Yeah. I rolled two oh. low numbers. Um, then uh, the other Fink is, mm-hmm. the Dream Fink is going to attack as well. Um, that's a 25. So yeah. Uh, that is eight points of damage, and I needed to make another strength saving throw. God damn it. <laughs> okay, that's passes. That's okay. an 18 on the dice. But eight points of damage, not bad. Uh, Bren. It is, you are uh, currently grappled. In its mouth? Um, Don't worry, Melody. I have it right did, where I want it. Oh, actually, sorry. No, you are restrained. So doesn't so you, it need to roll when it gets attacked? Um, No. To hold the grapple? No, oh. not in, in that. Sorry. That doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of it. And it's like, it's like, it's wrapped. It's like, um. So its head is dealing with me, but the, the rest of it is like thrashing about and stuff. Its tail has wrapped you up. And it is now trying to eat you. So you're kind of just like, oh, okay. And there's a lot of it. This thing is like thirty feet long. Like okay. it's, it's, it's big. A, it's big. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot for it to to hit. But yeah, you are currently restrained. So kind of you have you can attack and stuff, but you will be at disadvantage. Well, that's absolutely fair. Don't worry about it. I have it right where I want it. So it's gonna bite my mouth. It's gonna bite my head with its mouth. Yeah. Okay, um, as it's doing that, I'm going to whip out the staff, um, God, wedge I, it I into knew its I mouth, shouldn't have given you this. and I'm going to uh, snap my finger to make it immo- immovable. <laughs> you what? Yeah, you... I jam a big old stick in its mouth, and then I make it so that that stick can't move in space. You gave him an immovable rod? Yeah, I it asked, was, I asked was a rather cool, nicely. It was a cool was like, idea, so I didn't want to say no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say that's your action, but... That's okay, I have another one. You have two actions? Uh, well, I can attack twice, so I can... Can I not, if I have two attacks? No. I can't take an action and then attack. Because the attack, your attack action has two, has attacks. two attacks. I will Is say that, that you can you use... Can actions. Yeah, I will say that that counts as your attack action. Okay. So you can use your flurry of blows or your bonus action whenever if okay. you want, yeah, but okay. you, you can't take any more attack actions. All right, well, that's fair. That's my attack action, then. Whoop. Yeah. Wedge his mouth with my staff, and then I'm going to um, use that staff to Tell try. You what, and... Give me a slight of hand check for this, though, as okay. it as you're like you're restrained, you're actively being chomped. Um, but the chomp is what lets it happen. He's. I'm just holding a staff above my head. A baby could do to that. Get your arm out or something. <laughs> um, slight of hand, you say? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Is I he inspired know. as well? Uh, no, Melody inspired you. Yeah, yeah. But I can kind of I can roll a look. Plus six to side of hand, though. 16? Yeah, I think, like, I would say it probably is going to be 
DC 12 would have done it. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I'm a monk. I know how to move a staff around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, I, it's more like, not, it's not you getting the staff into place that's the issue. It's getting it into place when you're actively being almost eaten. So you what know? I do is, <laughs> I, when, I, when I see it begin to wrap me, I kept my shoulders out. Yeah. And then um, I pull them in for a heartbeat. And in that heartbeat, where I have a little bit of wiggle room, yeah. I jam the staff up and sideways. So it's in the, in the big old dragon snake's mouth. Yeah. Now I want to use that immovable rod as like a chin-up bar to like pull myself up and like double kick it twice with my legs. I should never have let you play a yeah. monk. <laughs> no, you gave me that style. But come on. How, have you not learned over the past decade to not give Jim monks? That's fun though. So yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I was um, just so surprised when he didn't play a monk for his first oh, character in the, yeah. in the podcast. I should have known it was too good to be Forever true. Forever Not Home, Jim literally always plays monks. Like, Jim. Always. always. Jim. It's okay. I'm going to burn two you, luck You can't points. roll for shit, though, with this new yeah, character scene. I bought the dice I didn't want. Um, I rolled like a tree and a six or something, so I'm going to burn two luck points and roll them again. Oh, my God. Oh, um, yeah, can okay. I, can I do that? Is that? Yeah. I'm still in the... What the fuck can I do? Phase I mean, of new characters. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, you, yeah. I would have recovered there. them on the rest last night. Oh right? yeah, no, you yeah, have yeah, you yeah, have okay. them all today for sure. Yeah. All right, that's much healthier. That's a twenty-one. Yep. And yeah, uh, uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Thank yep. you. Okay. Bo- yeah. Okay. Both hit. Yeah. Nice. Four, five, six, seven, eight points of damage, and five. Yes. But so sorry, that's uh, eight and five. So thirteen points of damage. Eight and five. But here, listen, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what? Well, watch it. <laughs> What's can happening? This, can, this, can I? Can I? Jim is getting way too cocky. He's like, oh, I'll just say loads of random. Bo-. This is like early. It's in the this early like, character point where I'm like, I gotta set the boundary as to yeah, what I can do. This right? is like early calm bullshit where Jim would just be like. And I do this, <laughs> yeah. and it works. It's the best bit of the And character. I almost said yes, no, but nothing for the immovable rod in the mouth. But I'm slowly yeah. learning. <laughs> um, I didn't declare at the start, but can I make that a sneak attack? Because he's like got boys you don't all need, around him. You don't need to you don't ever to. declare a sneak attack. You just always... Just roll sneak damage. Yeah. It's only once per turn. Once per turn. Yeah. yeah. It's a D6, right? Yeah. That's another five points of damage. Nice. Um, Does does the plus one from the rod affect the sneak attack damage? No. No, it's just natural. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's because sneak attack should be piled into your attack. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So, So yeah, it's it's part of the greater attack as a whole. Exactly. So it doesn't get its own modifier. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. I'm not used to sneaky things, you see. Okay, that was a lot of bullshit there. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the new podcast. Melody's turn. <laughs> it's Melody's turn. How's it looking? It's looking pretty rough, actually. I thought this was going to... I see, this always happens when you guys level up. I never I never get a good grasp on what your power level is. And so yeah. for everyone at home, actually, because I don't, don't think we actually said this. Oh, no. We're all level eight now. We're all level... Yeah, the party are level eight, so there's been some significant power-ups in mm. here. The book... Is where I get my true power. The Bible? <laughs> Sid was studying for the past six months. He got two <laughs> fucking levels in Rogue. <laughs> so far, kicks are doing much better for me than punches, so I guess that's where I get my power. Yeah. I'm gonna say that Melody has been... It's not only been kind of like studying the blade. <laughs> good, good. But they have been, you know, they've also been training, and of course training for a bard, mainly just means playing telling more jokes telling jokes and playing music and that somehow makes you 
capable of, you know, casting more powerful spells, I guess. Makes that's how it works in real life. Yeah, I think so. So Melody will look at this large creature, see that things are a little bit more dire than maybe initially anticipated, um, and will take a leaf from Maynard's book. And set fire to an inn, kill a beloved character. <laughs> not quite, but will cast fireball. No, there's too many things close by. Not yeah. if she aims it down its troth, Melody. It's so big. Oh, okay, so you can hit it. Wait, I'm mm. down its troth. As long as they can hit it without. Yeah, it'll be like it'll like scorch the edges. Yeah, I think they see you kind of you using um fire against it, and they're like, huh, yeah, you know what? Let's fucking let's fire this thing. Yeah. Um, I will cast fireball. So it needs to make a dexterity saving throw, which it fails. That's gonna be easier for me to roll a. Actually, you know what? Ever give me d sixes. It's not doing well on them saves. No, I'm not rolling good. Oh, I am rolling good for damage though. My my dice. Oh no, that's two sixes and two ones on the first four d six. Uh, both of the shit dice were from Jim. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> which like. Hey, I only gave you one dice, you dick. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, Jim here dice is shit. Yeah, I know. Two sixes, two ones, another two sixes, a one and a three. Someone do the math for me real quick there. Don't look at me. 30 points of damage? Yeah. Not bad, Melody. Not bad. Here's all your dice back. Thank you. Ryan just blew on Jim's dice and now rolled a two. one higher. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you see Melody can't let loose a fireball. It is still going, but it is not great. Melody, that's impressive. Oh, thanks. I learned a few tricks. That's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I... I see you also gain strength from trauma. Well, look, next time I'm... See, so now you cast a fireball. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of... You know, actually, it's a funny story, and you're kind of like, you know, this thing's crashing around, and I'm kind of like trying to like dodge out of the way of things. Like, that's a funny story. I kind of just... I saw how he cast fireball, and then I sang a song about it, and I could do it too, so... <laughs> Watch out, you're about to be hit. Whoop! Oh, thanks. Hey, we've got each other's back. It's yep. good. It's good. Also, you're still being eaten. You should probably get out of there. Yeah, it's a lot of saliva. Yeah, Sid, if you could do something about this, that'd be great. It's your turn. Yeah, yeah. I would basically like... Uh, and they will inspire you, Bren. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I need it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to take um, another shot at this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it's looking really rough? Yeah. Like, really, really rough. Like, fairly rough. Like, qu- quite rough. I would say it's it's getting a flight like Deadland. It's like hell or wherever this thing is going. That's offensive. And, and <laughs> it has arrived at the airport. Okay. Um, yeah. And not like four hours early. It's like... Yeah, it's rushing. Like, yeah, it's, it's rushing. Like the, yeah, yeah. You know, like it, the it's, gi- real- it's romantic interest giant dragon is already on the plane. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's like trying to push through it, security. Yeah, there's like... And there's just people being real slow, like unpacking their bags and stuff yeah. in front of it. Yeah. Hugh Grant is there. Yeah. Being a, being a mutated beast thing. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's got a soft spot for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's weird that this is happening again, you know, yeah. close to town. So, um, Sid's actually going to run up and, um, these, uh, blades are going to materialize in his hand. Okay. Um, and, uh, I'm going to attack the thing. Yeah, go for it. That's a, that's a nat 20 on the first attack. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. I have got a soft spot for it, he says. Yeah. And then rolls a crit and, on it. Also, I know where its soft spot is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's 14 points of damage on the first blade. Okay. Um, the ground fink is going to attack. Grink. Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. Crink. Does a 16 hit? 16 just misses. Just misses. Okay. That's 
fine. Um, and then going to attack with the second blade. Yep. Did you add your stink attack damage to the first crit? I did. Oh, I didn't double that. You didn't double it? I didn't double that. Oh my god, okay. It's, like, it's boarding the plane. There's one person ahead of it. <laughs> well, Jim just saw it, but will you please just look over your thing at what I just rolled? For fuck's sake. What in the world? These are the new dice by for everybody. Oh, yeah. this is not the blue dice. Yeah, he's got new dice. Yeah. New arc, new dice, and I'm calling hacks. <laughs> Some new dice are better than others. <laughs> uh, okay, so it had two HP left after your initial crit, so... Perfect. So then, obviously, whatever I'm going to do is going to kill it. Yeah. Because um, it's a yeah. 1d4 plus 5. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Sid is actually going to climb up onto this thing. Okay. Um, onto where its head is. Yeah. And use the psychic blade, you know, the dream blade, yeah. to basically just calm this thing. That's an interesting way of calming something. Oh, but it's a, it's a brain blade. It doesn't actually do any physical damage. It's psychic damage. What are you hoping to get out of this? Just to completely Me, pacify hopefully. this thing <laughs> and bring it to Herman. Herman may put it down, you know, mm-hmm. if it's seen as too much of a, a risk. But as her actual ranger duties it is not you know this if i can pacify something in nature um, and relocate is better than just holy yeah no i get it i have zero fucking idea of what kind of save or role to ask for in this but you th- you just got two not 20s in a row i also yeah whatever just pacifies it it's, it's you know how i'm non-lethally killing it yeah no that, that's fair that's fair um i will say that you don't Pacify. Well, you pacify it, but not in a like. Oh, it's super docile, and now it's gonna follow you around like a no, pet. No, 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 no. But no, no. it like you kind of like I'm basically like knocking it out. Yes, you kind of like mind spike it to kind of just like shut down its functions to kind of like comatosis. What I'm going for. Yeah. I'm not trying to turn it into a pet. Yeah, like, good because Jesus Christ, there's no, only so no, much no, no, bullshit no. I can deal with in this game. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to. I'm not, yeah, I, I also get a CR11 beast as a companion. <laughs> If you need me to, in this regard as well, I also have expertise in animal handling, so I'm ha- more than happy to roll on that as well. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, so I'm going to say that in the past six months of you studying and preparing and going through all of the the notes of how monsters evolve, mutate, kind of the different characteristics between, you know, you know, monstrosities and aberrations and stuff, you kind of are able to kind of piece together what this is. And, you know, it's, it's almost like it's a wormling that's been mutated by more energy. So it's like, it's gone from, you know, and you would know that like blue wormlings and blue dragons would typically be evil and would rule like with dominion over things. So what's that but, even doing here in the first place? Well, that's another question. But, you know, you would know, you would recognize what it is and therefore kind of with your understanding of anatomy of what these beasts and kind of what your best educated guesses are able to be like, okay, brain blade here quelled. It's going to be unconscious for whatever, a few hours in order for Herman to be able to come to it and, you know, make a call then. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you, you rush up psionic dream blades in hand, jump on, stab it into the brain. Um, it kind of just like goes limp, falls over. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It falls around its head, which is suspended in space because it's got an immovable rod in its <laughs> mouth. 
Yeah, sorry. Close <laughs> that. Um, you've successfully defeated this Behir. Nice. Behir. Behir. Yeah. Is that what it's called? That is what it's called. Weird. That's, that's just straight from the straight from the book, guys. I will look. That's neither Behir or there. Oh, God. That's um, just ordering another round with hiccups. Behir. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I find the sheep in its troth? Uh, you find, I was just going to say, because Ryan made such a big deal about it in the last episode, you just, mm-hmm. you find the sheep. Um, just casually chilling in like the hole next to it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It was being saved for later. Very good. There are other dead sheep around it though. Oh, it's very but they were le- they were less um, important. important. Than Deirdre. Yeah, because Deirdre's prize-winning sheep, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like just made up and threw it. Dylan. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, of all the things that you guys have thrown at me, that's prize-winning m- sheep is mild. mild, like mild at best. <laughs> um. Yeah. What do you guys do next? Uh. Yeah. I mean, I'll. Basically, well, one, take the sheep back, but also <laughs> going to ask for Melody just to run and run. Or somebody, I don't it doesn't matter who, somebody will run and grab and tell, you know, whoever's studying with Herman at the time, like Tyler, I guess, um, that, hey, there's a thing, we're not going to, I can carry it back. <laughs> Fuck, you could carry it I back. I could carry it back. <laughs> I mean, that's well established that, like, worm-like things can be lifted by men from the north. Or people with the belt of, of a man north. from the north. Yeah, you. Carry- You're just gonna carry this back to Herman. <laughs> you carry this absolute monstrosity of, uh, like, comatose beast, <laughs> just like casual over your head, or maybe oh no, as is the established method of carrying the established method, yeah. of course, is carrying it over, over your, your head. head as if it's a pot in your thing, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, you bring it to Herman and. He kind of looks at it, looks at you, and goes, "Nice belt, thanks." Uh, it's uh, another one. Mm-hmm. More and more of these, huh? Yeah. Um, some in town, some out of town. What That's... do you think? I mean, I'm more concerned with the fact that uh, blue dragons are down here in the first place. Uh, I think you think this uh, blue dragon? Yeah. I mean. Check out the anatomy of it. It's just stretched out. Yeah, kind of based on your thesis, maybe wormling. Yeah. Then evolved. Yeah. Well, yeah, dragons often just roam, looking for new places to shelter. Wormling, not unheard of. It's taken... Boggity Bobs, what was his name? Boggity Bill. Boggity Bill. Taking Boggity Bill's sheep. Yeah, well, monsters eat. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not unexpected. It goes right along with what we're presenting tomorrow. So no. Um, how's tomorrow? Time? All all good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Good. Um, how's Tyler getting on? Hmm. Not bad. Hmm. Good. You know him? I met him when the band started. Hmm. He was in another band. Hmm. Seems to have changed careers. Good. Hmm. Town can help people. Yeah, that it does. Anyway, and he just nods. (laughs) That was riveting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, is Bryn there to witness that? No, Bran was off chatting to Melody. Oh. Um, you make your way back over to us, and, and Bran is just kind of sitting there. He's like, yeah. 
Anyway, I'd, you know, I'd assume it's just mutated due to exposure from extraplanar, you know, energy. You know, probably flew in when it was a little baby and then just kind of grew the fuck up as a mutant on account um, of all the magic exposure. I mean, I, I, I kind of been talking to Sid a little bit about this. We kind of, you know, on, on the trail, it's kind of one of his theories. That's kind of... Why do you know about this? Hello, Sid, baby, horns. <laughs> happened to me. Oh, it happened to, to you? Yeah. Did Michaela not tell you this? I, I mean, they look... He, she just said she vouched for you. I mean, she said you hated Hoots Force. It's... Oh, oh, no, don't get me wrong. I fucking loathe them. Yeah, dirtbags. To be fair, though, yours would be from a different plane. Oh, don't ask me. That. Don't ask me. I wasn't there. I was just a little baba at the time. Do you want to know? Um, Sid starts to reach for the book. Uh, there, there are two great wants in me. One, I want to know where I come from, but two, I don't want to listen to you read that. <laughs> well, because I have free tickets I can give to the observation deck of where I will be giving my thesis later. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that sounds like <laughs> Sounds like enough. I'm going to hard veto that and say, no, you don't. Oh, I don't? No. Okay. This is not going to be a public thing. No, actually, not well, even maybe, from an observation deck. Actually, maybe, soundproof maybe yeah. you yeah. think right, that. Now, hold on. Town is definitely not going to limit information. Yeah. Yeah. I'm raising my eyebrows suspiciously <laughs> at the two of them here. You would know what I will say. Sid has probably viewed like symposium thesis arguments before. You have probably viewed probably not with the actual circle. thesis after it had been verified. So you wouldn't remember that, you know, one of the big things with Axel and why you wouldn't ask about Axel things because that research hadn't been verified. So the risk of potential misinformation coming out right, 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 right. would mean that the elders need to verify this information first against other sources that they have, and then they will give you the approval to say, yes, this is knowledge. Yeah. And then that knowledge can be shared. Cool. Yeah, I like that. I would say they can maybe... Mm, no, I'm going to say you can't be observed either because it could be people like reading very lips correct. and... Yeah anything like that so even if it was like you know no silence but yeah while yeah, i'm presenting i can give you the book to read because that i can't sounds... bring it into me while in with me while i argue that sounds wonderful absolutely that's what i while you're presenting i'll do some reading yeah so you guys you know it's you know tomorrow is the big day tomorrow mm. is the the presentation is there anything you're doing studying final prep? like i'm saying later fucks i'm going home and reading think that's normal i go later fucks <laughs> <laughs> melly's like yeah later fucks this is good i like this <laughs> um is there anything that brenda's in town or kind of just covering uh, it up yeah a bit of wanderlust he's gonna walk around um go check in on sun okay yeah 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 make sure everything's all right you there. come upon two girls giggling at him cake shop <laughs> yeah it's just um absolutely girly time they've just yeah. had their nails done <laughs> oh, um yeah i don't, I don't think anything... yeah i actually love that idea because sunrise has never really had like a pampery type day or anything like that yeah i mean there's probably been like some... been six months with but vanny wasn't really yeah you know prissy type or no but he probably just shot her head to basic, um, like, sewing and how to crush melons with her bare hands. Yeah, yeah. how to get sawdust out how of a tree. How to get sawdust out of a tree and, you know, add it to your stews and soups to make it, yeah. make it better. Um, but, yeah, there's probably been a lot of, like, you know, work in the 
rebuilding of you know the now Greystone Inn. And Sunrise um, is like what, like eight years old? Yeah. So I, think, like, I, I can't remember offhand, but yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. Um, your mom has brought her out for like a, a little girly day, and they're kind of yeah. going. I think like, that's like the cutest idea. They've done like a little <laughs> afternoon tea, um, and yeah, they're just having a having a grand grand old time. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, anything else happening or. So Sid, you're studying. Mm. Ren, you're just walking around, checking yeah. in the sun. Sun gonna... seems like they're doing fine. Yeah, for sure. Just make sure yeah. they're, you know, yeah. safe or whatever. I'm going to run into my room real quick, uh, look in the mirror, see the caravan person and be like, that's no good. Uh, and then I'm going to like ring off, ring on, ring off, ring on, ring off, ring on until I get <laughs> something that I deem as part of like good for a night out. Okay. Um, until I come back around to some kind of like, you know, well-to-do noble or something and then uh, join Melody and be like, psst, Melody, it's me, Bren. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, you know, for someone who like really does the whole disguise thing, your your mannerisms of voice are just the same every time. Yeah, well, none of the people here know me yet, so why would I bother? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's go have it large, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Knowing, knowing them, Sid is probably not studying at home tonight probably sleeping in the library like okay yep it's a good shout it's quiet there yeah yeah deathly quiet deathly quiet <laughs> like the next morning rolls around so you've kind of you know and there's probably like little like sleeping nooks and sleeping pods in the library for yeah. you know precisely this kind of reason you yeah, know completely. people just cramming for finals and stuff you know and into the library walks herman and the doors are big enough yeah a rare kind of sight to see him inside and you can see he like as much as someone as like powerful as him could look uncomfortable he looks uncomfortable you know okay. just like just just a little bit awkward inside kind of a lot of people a lot of people in closed space um there's a roof there's a roof um is his companion with him I think isn't with me uh no it's just him um his companion is flying around yeah you he kind of comes over nods signs that you are you ready yeah i'm ready um and you go deeper down into this library this air of silence around you you know no one you just some soft muffled footsteps as you're walking through herman's not making a noise at all barely even seems like he's breathing and as you kind of go down you know further deeper in you're passing like you know many students who are studying here and you're passing like a lot more than you'd expect to see and you realize that like some of them don't even have like books in front of them like some of them aren't even giving like the pretense to study and you get the feeling that they're actually all just here to to get a look at you on this day because what you're about to do here is very unheard of the young one going in to meet the elders yeah don't Um, like it like no one is brought before elders at your level and a lot of these guys are your peers who are probably you're maybe only a year above them or something, or there are people who have just come back from their field research and are still waiting to get hearings, even just from their professor, you know? Uh, so you walk further along, deeper and deeper underground until you approach these like inner sanctum chambers and you feel the weight of centuries of knowledge like bearing down around you and you walk heavy steps on this hollow ground. Nice. And you it's come a to kid reference. <laughs> kind of, it's a kind of, kind of. And you come to this unassuming wooden door, just set into stone. And Herman kind of stands there beside it, nods at you. 
and then beckons you to to enter. Okay. I walk through. Inside, you're in this like small domed room, um, very different than the observation and like big lecture halls that you kind of that you would be familiar with with when even elders would occasionally deign to give like a, a big talk about, you know, some like some new breakthrough in research or some new particular finding. Um, this is a quite a small room and there's a small desk sits in the center um, with a single chair and a large but plain wooden table on the other end of this room and at it sit not one elder and not two either which would be rare but not unheard of to have two but you see it said four elders you see as you would expect the elder of natural sciences Mm-hmm. somewhat you know maybe expected is the elder of arcane research but then you also see the elder of political sciences okay and also the elder of religion and folklore that one's a fish there okay and you see that the elder of natural science this wood elf druid sta- like stands up kind of beckons you to to sit down Wildell Sid Sonnevel Dreamer Ashling. We have uh, received your request to speak. Uh, it's been entered on behalf of Professor of Natural Science Herman, known as Herman the Hermit. It is our understanding that, as part of your fieldwork thesis, Herman has sent has set you the task of cataloging reported monster sightings, with intention to categorize and study in an effort to collect them all. <laughs> yet. Circumstances have uh, somewhat changed and expedited the course of your field research assignment. We have, of course, been briefed on the contents of your findings, and it is noted that you have been responsible for the safeguarding of knowledge that would have otherwise been lost, delivered from the Druid Stormzy. It is this service, and the. And you see that he looks around at the other elders in the room. The implications of your findings that have granted you this early audience. So, speak. Present your findings. Depending on how this presentation goes, we may permit you to be worthy of elder knowledge. And you would know that as the opportunity to basically ask any questions of the elders. And something that you would probably know is that the way the elders view knowledge unlike professors who will basically just answer any question that's given to them for elders it's the questions they ask it's the questions you ask of them that's important they want to see what the questions you ask not what knowledge you know more so the knowledge knowing that's for the professors to do it's how they judge what the next level is is the questions you ask based on that knowledge nice yeah so begin so, as per is uh, customary, as, I, as Sid has learned when you meet with the elders, um, for the first minute, I sit in silence. The point of that is that the elders, of course, are in their gray robes to show neutrality. Mm-hmm. But each one wears a colorful scarf to show which province or king or thing like that that they have met with to show what they could be swayed by. Mm-hmm. Um, in any way, so to take in note of that. There's also the Elder of Natural Sciences there, 
Um, and so I do the customary thing of taking one of my bookmarks and setting it face down in front of them to show that this is, of course, you know, this person and I are aligned in a lot of ways. We are setting this aside for this discussion. Cool. And then I will begin. First, I would like to thank the elders for giving me the opportunity to be here and present. I will first take you through my observations. I will then take you through what theories I have crafted on the back of this. And then I will bring forward my items for discussion. As I went out and attempted my original thesis, what I observed first was that nature is not evolving as was previously theorized when I proposed my thesis. Changes that we have seen out in the world are in fact sporadic and aberrant. What we're seeing are these changes that are occurring in creatures that where it should not be happening and wild changes. Other types of animals morphing with them, elemental impacts, um, fey impacts, elements like that. My second observation, and this is an observation, is that the planar, div planar divides are collapsing in and causing sporadic elemental spikes, not just within animals, but within nature. We observed this along with Stormzy, um, the cleric Stormzy that's studied here temporarily. The third observation that I have made is that the fame, fey realms are also merging, but again, on top of other realms, causing changes in those that would normally not be affected. Just normal people suddenly be effect, being affected by the fey. The fourth item is that the elemental and natural changes and spikes can be instigated by human means and can also be closed off by controlled means. And the last is that the Hoots Force, the guardians of the realm, have been at least observing these changes and have made statements alluding to their instigation of these elements. Off of these observations that have been made, which I note now that ahead of this, I submitted each of my items for discussion uh, with the paperwork there, um, and we will bring those up after the theories have been presented. But the first theory is that the changes are not natural evolutions. These are being you know, forced by other means. These are, this is not nature just evolving. This is my theory in that realm. The second is that the realms are actually collapsing into each other, that, which is what is causing these unnatural changes. What we observed with Stormzy was an actual collapsing in, and it's why we're seeing, my theory is that this is why we are seeing the Fey Realm appear on top of regular children, why we are seeing elemental changes in normal creatures out in nature, why we see the size of things grow, why we see swords be able to cause things to grow to massive sizes. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the third theory is that these issues are caused by purposeful interaction. Fourth being that these changes started at least two decades ago and have grown with intensity and frequency, with one of the first of these being 
something that I recently learned of, which was the fall of the Holy Thunder Force. And the fifth and final theory is that the government is actively actively covering up these changes. My first item for the first theory is to bring in my companion. This is Fink, who I have from the time he was a small creature. And we found him out in nature. He is a normal rat. He is just a rat. But as you can see by his size, he was forced to grow at a rapid pace, making his skin not fit well, his muscles, his skeletal form, all much larger and bulging out. His tongue, miles longer than it needs to be. (laughs) That is not the only point of think, moving into the second piece about the natural changes, or the elemental changes. Think, go fire. Think, flames on. Think, water. This is the flames and it becomes all damp. Think, rock. As fur turns to scaly rock. And then air. This like almost like blows away and he's almost like half a wispy form. As you can see here, this happened from exposure to the elemental planes. When this was collapsing up when we were studying with Stormzy. And this collapse near Fink, who was already affected by these changes, caused something like this. Along with this, I also present Stormzy's thesis himself. What he was wanting to turn in as well, I now use as an item for discussion, where he had been documenting the planar collapses and even traveled to other planes where they were experiencing similar things. On the other side of just the elemental planes, to prove that other planes, or to support my theory, not to prove, but to support my theory that other planes are collapsing in, would like to present to you, and as I noted, this is just an item for observation. This is my friend, Sunrise. You see Herman beckons and kind of leads Sunrise into the room. Sunrise, again, I want to note just to you, and I say it kind of softer to her. You are safe here. Herman, no one's going here just for observation. The elders will respect this. Sunrise, will you please remove your hood and say a few words? She does so, and of course her words are projected into the form of what you'd expect fey imagery to look like. Mm. I then present to you one of the memory stones used by the Hoots Force with evidence of their involvement with another fey creature. I show them the interaction, you know, on the memory stone. Mm-hmm. We have of them with uh, Maynard and Blake. Yeah. As a final, the elder of the arcane studies, I present to you my own mind, and I ask for you to look to where there is an obvious gap in my memory where the Hoots Force interacted with this. I cannot prove with this that the Hoots Force interacted, but you will see a gap, and you may recognize the handiwork. Yeah, yeah. thank you for your time. Um, uh, please, uh, Elder, and he kind of turns to the, this like very, very typical kind of like high elf mage um, that still somehow has like a wispy white beard, you know, like mm. old even for an elf. Uh, let's look here. Um, and he like beckons you forward. 
his eyes not the the deep dark purple of what Maynards were, but more like a like a light amethyst. Um, kind of blink as he kind of puts his hand on your on your head. Look, sir. We recognize this, and he looks over at the elder of political silence. Um, particularly at this, he's this like dwarven um, woman, and kind of looks back at the uh, the elder of natural science. Will there these theories? We have, uh, I think, some some questions, some some disputes. If you are you're saying that these evolutions are unnatural, but they are for have come from the natural collapse of planes, and that is a natural evolution. What say you against that? As we observed in the Purple Stone from the words of the Hoots Force and how they were documenting these changes and that they knew they were going to happen before they happened, we take this as evidence that these are being caused, not just naturally occurring, that these are being instigated. Oh, uh, you uh, propose that that is happening. But there. Uh, and then he looks at the, the religion and folklore um, expert, this human. He's like, yeah, I'm not sure if these are fey interactions. You're kind of, it's, it's either natural or not. You seem to be purporting that it's, it's two things at once. Your theories not seem to be holding up here. No, my original theory was that it was a natural change that we were observing. And that is why my thesis has now changed to being that it is being instigated. You see at this, they all start kind of like having this like sidebar discussion and they kind of have like hushed tones, but like from what you can get from them, they they spend a long time just talking about like the, the nitty gritty of the exact words you've used, not so much like the, the content of the words that you've used. And, you know, they're getting way too... All hum- my theories were that it was not natural evolution and that they're collapsing into no, each other I'm, by I'm unnatural... They're, one of the they're things- looking at the pedantics of how you said it rather e- than what e- you're saying. Exact, exactly, Jim. Well, that's what I'm saying, my pedantics. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, but they, you see that they're like, they're being, they're being, being incredibly pedantic and they seem to be, take some a while and, and they they go on this like almost sidebar conversation of like, well, how do you define natural? And, well, what does the natural mean if it's being caused? But yes, it's being caused by natural means, so therefore it's still natural. And then someone else coming back and like, you know, this like really like highbrow intellectual conversation that's not actually doing anything hmm. with it. And they probably speak for like 40 minutes kind of just on this until they finally kind of like turn back and the elder of natural science is like, uh, well, uh, maybe some some work on the, the, the wording, but we accept the general premise of what you have presented. Um, it seems to be internally aligned with other reports we have gotten. So we ask of you what you would ask of us and what you think is needed to do with this knowledge and what should be asked of it. Yeah. What, what do you think I should ask, Jim? Um, my initial thing is get them to go to war. Oh, no, I can't. Um, no, I mean, town's not going to go to war. I think see if there's a way for them to publish and make publicly available this information. 
because the fact that the Hoots Force is able to masquerade as protectors whilst doing this is one of their greatest strengths. So if you can negate that by being like, oh, here is... Um, Let's negate the fact that they are hiding knowledge. That's yeah. also not a question. That is a request of them to do something. This is more they're asking. They are basically offering up knowledge, knowledge to supplement your theory or maybe solidify a theory here. That seems counteractive. If they had something that could solidify the theory, it's their duty as elders of town to not really because they want that information. Right? They're just trying to build scholars. Yeah. Oh well, in that case, ask if they have anything that can corroborate any of your findings. No, that's far too broad. Yeah. Have there been instances of mutation um, before? I think I know one of my questions. Elders, I know that it is one of the tenets of town to uphold knowledge and to protect knowledge and that knowledge is sacred. Is it known to the elders that the government will at times purposely hide knowledge of this type from the masses? Now you're asking the right questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the three other pairs of eyes all look to the elder of political science and kind of had obviously anticipated this kind of line of questioning. Mm. Who's she, she wearing a cloak from? Or she? Uh, she, she is wearing a cloak from the Thunderhammer Mountains, okay. which is a region kind of slightly... It's, it's the That's large... A large uh, mountain range that runs along the east of that one, kind of between the north and the east, um, eastern provinces, will be primarily a, a dwarven city and region. Well, this is known to the elders. We have heard reports of some government officials in the form of Hoots Force erasing knowledge and your story and your evidence aligns with this and it is our give me we gotta get some dust rolling here yeah give me either sleight of hand either a, <laughs> While I slip in my either a persuasion or an intelligence check to get, give me some sort of ch whatever check you think i will say is relevant for you making this particular point. And whatever way you want to justify it, I will I will allow. Acrobatics. Verbal. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to make a perception check in the same way that they did to check the pedantics, you know, the, to check the wording of mm -hmm. what he is saying, because I know he's not going to speak a falsehood. Yep. But he may be very precise with his words. Sure, yeah. And so I want to get the meaning of what he's saying yes. more than the words. Sure. It's only seven. You're very... Um, nervous. Nervous about this. But she continues and she says, some of the... There have been reports of knowledge being missing, of which the exact mechanics are, mechanisms are as of yet unknown to the elders. Is this perhaps a further field of research you would be interested in? It is indeed. The uh, protection of knowledge is, although teetering on the edge of an emotional motivation, is important to me. And we can only grow as scholars if we know 
that the knowledge that is out there is reliable. I said very wisely, you may ask one more question. You could ask if anyone in town has ever performed experiments along the line of what the Hootsports are doing. So if they have any knowledge of how you could grow a mutation like that or how you could spur on something like that. Do the elders have knowledge of how a group or a person or in any way unnaturally planes could be caused to collapse in on each other? All eyes kind of turn to the, the arcane elder. Uh, the elders have some knowledge of this. Um, Stormzy's evidence on thesis that has been put forward uh, is in line with other reports that have come in from all across of Lithuan. In terms of how planes can be manifested, there are certain theories. These are working theories, but so this is not knowledge, but it is the knowledge available to us. You understand? I do. Yeah. There are certain arcane rituals and symbols that are used in the casting of spells that can harness the energies and the overwhelming prevalent theory of magical spell casting is that we tap into the very essence of other planes and worlds to mold them and shape them to the form that we want. It is not unreasonable and it is a working theory that this can have further applications and that if one were to study this and form, perform experiments to understand knowledge could be enhanced. However, this is a form of research of uh, another student at the moment, but any further information could be useful. Okay, Axel. <laughs> I was trying to sign language Axel. I was like, woo! And the fire between them. <laughs> But he's young. Yeah, in terms of the collapsing of the uh, the planes, uh, planar theory is speculative and not something that we are willing to yet release in terms of how that may be fully manip- manipulated. Mm. Understood. In the uh, question of the seeking of knowledge, and they all kind of take a quick sidebar and kind of like nod at each other as if this was kind of like a pre-expected question and something that they were kind of ready for and had something planned if if your line of questioning had gone this way we uh we invite you to say an oath with us Sid an oath child of Ashling there is there is someone something we're gonna have you meet and you can ask questions of of them of it what? <laughs> and it might help in the quest for this knowledge that you're looking for. Okay. I'm turning to look at Herman a bit. Herman's like, doesn't, that is dumbfounded. Doesn't know what's going on. Okay. Fink and Son have left at this yeah. point. Um, and you see the, the other natural sciences is like, well, Hey man, if you could uh, please leave. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Sid, if uh, you could please take this door. And you see that the elder of arcane science walks up to like a seemingly like blank wall. 
draws these like arcane sigils onto the wall and like a basically kind of like the door of like the mines of Moria yeah, like yeah. these runes appear all over it and it presses a hand against it and beckons you to walk into this tunnel <laughs> uh they have a fish during there like an insight check or something yeah you can give me an insight check oh man that's so low that's a 10 you've no fucking idea what's going on like, at all like zero <laughs> you've no clue okay yeah i uh, Fuck. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Um, you walk into this tunnel, and we'll find out what's on no. the ah. other end. Ah, the next faster! Ah. No, no. <laughs> Adab. Yeah, all the villains are. Secrets in town. Even you don't know about. You did all this world building, but I've been doing world building of my own. No, I don't like it. <laughs> Good gravy. What could it be indeed? Well, we just have to find out next time. I think it's a rhino man. It might be a rhino man. Uh, Who knows? Ruined that... your big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a rhino man. God, be... I fucking... My fucking dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll find out on the next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Woo. What a doozy of an episode. Ryan here. I hope you're enjoying the new arc so far with brand new characters like Bryn and nonsense about uh, studying, you know, all that exciting stuff. So uh, Dylan has sent me a message and told me, oh, you can't uh, just say whatever you want at the end. We've got things we need to talk about. So here you go. Bullet points. First off, uh, we have a merch store. We've got all kinds of brand new T-shirts and things like that. Go and check that out. And along with that, we are also now partnered up with Unite the Realm, which have some incredible uh, D&D-based t-shirts and things like that. Um, if you go to their website and use the promo code HEARTHFIREFAN, you can get a pretty tasty discount there. And be sure to follow us on social media. Um, you can uh, check out our link tree for all the links I've talked about already so far. Um, it's in the episode description. And while you're there, you know, if you could please leave us a rating or a view. We would really, really appreciate it. It helps the podcast out so much. And, you know, it's not just enough to be friends on the internet. Come and say hi to us at Dublin Comic Con. Uh, we'll be doing another live show there, like always. And we'll have a ton of other fun stuff planned at our booth as well. And now, before you go, definitely stick around to check out a new track from Jody Sinclair, a good friend of ours and an incredible musician. Uh, so we hope you enjoy it and uh, definitely go leave him a like and a follow as well. Thanks, everybody. Bye.
Find me in 